0: Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It is me, your host, Dr. Yuandi, and I'm really excited to be in your ears today talking about a topic that I am growing increasingly to become more passionate about. And it's the topic of communication. Yes, communication. Now I know that communication can be a bit of a dry word. <laughs> you know, you've probably done trainings on communication. If you're like me and went through premarital counseling classes, yes, there is such a thing. If you haven't heard of it, <laughs> we heard about communication. We were talked about. We were told about the importance of communication. The problem is that communication is one of those words that people throw around and say you need to communicate and communication is important, but what does that actually mean? What does it mean? And we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty of communication in this episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi. A medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So one thing you might not know about me is that I went to boarding school. I actually went to two different boarding schools. I went to my first boarding school was when I was around 10. That was in Nigeria. That was my first six weeks of secondary school. Yes, I only lasted six weeks before my parents were like, nope, you're coming back. And so I I left boarding school and still stayed at the same school, but went as what we would call a day student. So I would go from home and then go to to school from home. My second stint in boarding school was when I was a little bit older, I was 14. So between 14 and 16, I left Nigeria and went to the UK for secondary school where I did what was called my O-Levels, otherwise known as my GCSEs. And it was after that that my family then Migrated to Canada. And I say that to say that during my time in England in boarding school, I had this little deck, what we would call a deck. A deck is a sound system. You know, (laughs) if your kids are listening to me, they might be like, what the heck is a deck? So here we would call them a boombox, right? A boombox where At the top, you had a CD player, and then you had speakers, and then the front, there was cassette player, and you could listen to the radio, you could listen to CDs. So then CDs were a big thing. And I remember one of my uncles is in the music industry or was in the music industry, and he would send me CDs of artists that he would have interviewed. And these CDs would usually have their singles, so a few songs that they were promoting, and that really got me into buying CDs. So one of the very first CDs that I ever bought for myself was TLC's Fan Mail. I remember back then, that was probably around 99, 2000, I would play that that CD over and over and over again. And the way CDs work, often they kind of, it's, it's an experience, right? It's not just listening to one song. You go from the intro, then there's a song, and there might be an interlude. Lauryn Hill's album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, was like that too, where there would be clips and interludes and things like that. And TLC, they had on that fan mail album there was an interlude called communicate and so the first part was t Boss who went communication is the key to life communication is the key to love communication is the key to us right and then left eye the late left eye went there are over a thousand ways to communicate in our world today <laughs> and mind you this is like 20 20 years ago 25 years ago ish right at the time there was no at the time we were still dealing with dial up aol (laughs) msn messenger so multiply that by exponential like there are a million ways to communicate in our world today but i digress so left i went there's over a thousand ways to communicate in our world today and it's a shame that we don't connect such words of wisdom and even so much more relevant in our world today and so after that interlude, they transitioned to the next song. So that album is actually the album that No Scrubs came from. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with the album, it's the album that No Scrubs came from. And as I was preparing to record this podcast, I've really been thinking about this topic of communication for several weeks now. And that track, that interlude kept coming up. Communication is the key to life. Communication is the key to love. Communication is the key to us. And the reason why it's been coming up for me is because I find myself going back to this topic of communication over and over again with my patients and it causing them to have breakthroughs and light bulb moments. The reason I have this podcast, Happy Without Medicine, is because, of course, I can't see everyone in my office and this isn't therapy right listening to this podcast isn't therapy but what i'm hoping to do is provide some of the insights that have been helping that have been helpful in shifting the minds of my patients and changing their minds about certain things and and not just changing their minds but helping them get through challenges that they're experiencing and hoping that as you listen that you can apply some of these strategies too and maybe I can help change your mind about certain things that haven't been helpful for you or haven't been serving you. And one of these things is the idea of communication and how communication, it's not just saying things. It's not just opening your mouth and speaking. Communication is not just talking. There are so many things that go into communication, primarily the emotion that it evokes and the person that's receiving the information that you're trying to pass across, the person or the people that you're communicating to or you're communicating with. The biggest breakthroughs that I have, I've seen with my patients is in the idea of Communicating with themselves, and of course, communicating with others. So, those are the two main areas that I want to focus today. One thing that I work really hard on with my patients is helping them to identify their self talk. How are you talking to yourself? What are the things that you're saying to yourself on a consistent basis? Last week, one of my patients unfortunately fell through the cracks with some challenges that we were having with our admin. So I was supposed to see her in person, but she wasn't on my schedule. And as I was five minutes away from home, after seeing one of my other patients in person, as I was five minutes away from, I'd left the office, I was five minutes away from home, and she called me to say, I'm here. And I was like, who is this? I was so confused. I was like, who is this? She's like, oh, that I'm here, I'm at the office. And in that moment, my heart sank. I felt so, so bad. I apologized to her. I asked that we reschedule and graciously she accepted. So we arranged for her appointment to happen actually today. The thing is though, because I hold myself at such high standards when it comes to my dealings with my patients, I felt really bad, I felt really disappointed, and I just felt really bad, you know, I was, the, the primary emotion that I was experiencing was disappointment in myself, frustrated and disappointed in myself. And then I started to notice something, I started to notice what I was telling myself You know, things that I won't repeat on the podcast because many of them are not nice. But things like, you're so disorganized. You're so, how could you be so irresponsible? How could you be so careless? You know, those were the kinds of things that were playing over and over in my head. And I would catch myself sometimes saying these things out loud. And like I say, those are the nicer version. That's a nicer version. There were things that I was also saying that were not so nice. Can anybody relate with me on this? Can you relate with me on this idea of making a mistake or not meeting your expectation or someone else's expectation, and then going into the cycle of negative self-talk? We all, for the most part, experience it. The problem is that many of us don't recognize that we're doing it, and so we end up spiraling into this state of sadness into the state for some people of self-loathing or even as deep as depression if we don't catch it and come out of it. Right, it is so important to identify the things that you are seeing to yourself and working on separating yourself and challenging that voice with the truth. The truth is that I am a therapist, I am a physician, Who sometimes makes some admin mistakes, (laughs) right? The truth is that I am a great physician. I am a great therapist. I get that feedback constantly, but I'm also not perfect. And my systems also aren't perfect. And mistakes happen. That's the truth. Mistakes happen. But I'm not going to stay in that state where that inner voice wants to define me by by my mistake that's where many of us fall that's where many of us allow that one mistake to become the definition of who we are as a person the other way that we are constantly in communication with ourselves is apart from our self-talk you know whether that's positive self-talk or negative self-talk the other way we're constantly in communication with ourselves is our physiology. This is another thing that we haven't really, we weren't really trained or taught to communicate, right? Is our physiology, you know, beyond oh I need to go pee or I need to go use the bathroom or I'm even the the, the concept of tiredness, right? We aren't taught to articulate what we are feeling physiologically. Many of us can identify when we have a headache, but do we do the work of really drilling down to acknowledging when a headache is present? Many of us will just power through when we have a headache. I talked about tiredness. Many of us will just push through feeling tired instead of acknowledging that my body is tired. It's communicating to me that it needs rest my head is hurting i have a headache i have a splitting headache i have a migraine my body's communicating to me that i need some fresh air or i need water or i need to take a nap or even in the state of anger my my ears are burning my face feels hot my body is communicating to me that i'm angry right now my chest feels uncomfortable my stomach feels I feel nauseated. My body is communicating to me that I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. I feel anxious right now. So our bodies are in constant communication with our minds, but many of us have not understood the importance of drilling down and listening and paying attention or acknowledging that those symptoms even exist, that that signal, that communication even exists. And so it's very important for us to learn how Communicating with ourselves, whether it's through our self-talk or whether it's through our physiology, those things are critically important when it comes to success and when it comes to our happiness. I will use the idea of dissatisfaction just as an example. Many of us will verbally say, I hate my job. I'm so unhappy at work. It becomes a theme in our lives. But we don't take the time to actually sit down and yes, we're saying these things, but really dissecting, okay, what is this unhappiness communicating to me? Is it communicating that I need to find a different job? Is it communicating that I need to negotiate for a different salary? Is it communicating that I need to have a conversation with my boss about boundaries? We say these things, we say that we're unhappy, we say that we're stressed, but talking is not the same as communicating. Communicating is much deeper. It has emotions involved, right? Now, when we're talking about interpersonal communication, this is also an area that I think we really, really need to try and work harder on. Many of us feel like, I'm just going to say it as it is. I'm just going to tell it as it is. I'm a straight shooter. I don't I don't mince my words, I'm just gonna say it as it is. The problem with that is that you're talking, once again, you're not communicating. If you have a goal, say you are in working as a team and your goal is to be productive as a team and you're trying to communicate to your team members that hey, I need you to step up your game because it's affecting your, your lack of effort is affecting our productivity. Going and telling someone, you're not working hard enough, you need to pull your weight better, you need to show up on time, you're lazy, you know, you're you're sloppy with your work. Yes, you're talking, you're straight shooting, but you're not communicating. You're not communicating effectively because the emotions that you're going to evoke in the person that's hearing all of that are going to completely block out their ability to process the Feedback, if you want to call it that, that's actually not feedback, but if you want to call it feedback, the emotions that you're evoking in them of embarrassment, of anger, of shame, are going to completely cloud your ability to effectively change their behavior. So you're not communicating. You're just talking. You're just creating sounds. You're just making making noise. Sounds without, without purpose is just noise. So I say all that to say that Communication is one of those things that I'm becoming increasingly passionate about because I've just seen how, you know, for some of us who naturally were able to identify shifts in emotions or shifts in mood, some people call that emotional intelligence. When you're able to see that, hey, I'm not really getting across to this person because they may have misunderstood my words, and you phrase things in a way that is less likely to evoke defensiveness. Not everyone's like that. And I encourage you that if you found that your delivery of your message, whether it's to your children, to your spouse, to your team members, has seems to be falling on deaf ears, tweak your strategy a little bit. Be aware of the emotions that you might be evoking in them that could be blocking the path of your communication, that could be clouding your communication, and try a different strategy. So in summary, I really want you to start paying attention to, number one, the way you communicate with yourself, and number two, the way you communicate with others, because communication is the key to life, it is the key to love, and it is the key to us, to quote TLC. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, be sure to share it, and I will catch you next week on the next episode of Happy Without Medicine. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com. To view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.